Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,425. Meet as many people as you can, visit as many places, and experience as much as possible. Because the more you do, the better you understand the world we live in and can connect to the people around you. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Traverse City, Michigan, Tabitha Hammer. Hey, Tabitha, are you buckled up and ready? for a fun ride. Absolutely. Let's drive. All right. I love it. Tabitha Hammer is the senior manager of the Car Culture for Haggerty, where she focuses on youth education and heritage. These initiatives include the RPM, Reservation Preservation Mentorship Foundation, to support the preservation of the skills and trades necessary for automotive and marine restorations, the Historic Vehicle Association, HVA, to bring national recognition to our automotive heritage, And of course, Haggerty's youth programs, which are fabulous, which breaks down barriers between young people and fun cars to put them behind the wheel. A graduate from McPherson College with a degree in automotive restoration, technology, and communications, she is active in the car community, serving on the board of directors for the America's Automotive Trust and RPM Foundation, and previously with the Antique Automobile Club of America. She also has judged at numerous Hong Kong events. She is a very busy lady. Tabitha, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion that you have for automobiles? 
Sure, absolutely. Well, thanks for that great introduction. Um, You've covered so many of the bases already, but um, I work with Haggerty and I've been with the company for about 10 years now, which has been incredible. And I really have one of the coolest jobs I could possibly have um, because it's all about fueling the future of the car community and giving people access to the fun cars and being sure that the things necessary to keep them on the road are there, such as the skills for restoring and maintaining them and um, the ability to keep them out on the open road. So it's really all about the love and the the enjoyment of the cars and the drive. And this is really cool and, and important for me because in my background, which we'll get into a little bit more in some of your future questions, really stems from a youth program that I was involved in in high school with antique tractor restoration. And that really just set my path in my career that I've been very fortunate to um, be able to join both a passion and a a career into my lifestyle. So um, I'm a car girl through and through. Um, Love to be behind the wheel of pretty much anything, especially anything old. Love the open road and, um, you know, certainly love the aspect that when an old car breaks down as old cars will break down. Um, (laughs) I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty and I I can, I can usually diagnose or or get us somewhere. We'll, we'll get going enough and um, get it, get it fixed going down the road. No doubt. You know, you're just the right person for me to talk to. I just had a fun chat with my aunt Nell. She lives in Texas. Wonderful lady. And I was teasing her. She was asking about a gift for somebody in her family. And I said, Oh, you should uh, buy them a Porsche, but send it to me. You know, make sure it's the right car. And, she mailed me a testers the old a Ravel model kit of a Porsche tractor. So I'm gonna have to consult you on when I start to build this kit so I do it right. Since you're a tractor expert. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, shout out to my aunt now. She's a wonderful lady. You know, I've had some wonderful people on the show here, and I want to do a quick shout out to just a few. Haggerty's one of my favorite companies. I've had McKeel Haggerty on the show, Brad Phillips. Will Cheek, Nigel Matthews, Ashley Shoemaker, uh, Lauren Gussler, Jonathan Stein, just to name a few. And now Tabitha is part of the show. So I'm so excited to share what you're doing there. And the fact you've been at Haggerty for 10 years and the, the words you said, I have the best job ever. That's what Cars Jazz is all about. People that have figured out that, uh, that way to trap or wrap their success and their passion into what they do. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. Nice way to get those tractor tires turning here on Harsh, <laughs> yes. So, Tabitha, take the wheel. So, this really goes back to my, my mention of the contest that I was in in high school for tractor restoration, which is a, a program put on by Chevron, Chevron Dallow. And um, I fortunately um, became the first female to win that national contest. And as part of that, I went to San Antonio, Texas um, for their Global Lubricant Summit show. So imagine a 14-year-old girl um, going (laughs) to the Grand Ballroom of the Marriott Hotel on the Riverwalk with my 1935 John Deere Model B, just an experience of a lifetime to begin with. And better yet, at that time, Mario Andretti was a spokesperson for Texaco, one of the Chevron brands at the time. And so 14-year-old me was set up next to Mario in an autograph station with my tractor and he's there signing autographs and talking to people. And I'm just completely beside myself to begin with. Um, oh my gosh. You know, and, That's so and cool. 
absolutely cool. And I look back on it now, and if I had words to tell my 14-year-old self, it would be a lot different, but really neat experience. And, and the most impactful thing of that whole thing was before Mario left to catch his flight to elsewhere, um, he took the time to talk with me, and uh, he said the words that I really try to live every single day by. He said, meet as many people as you can, visit as many places, and experience as much as possible. Because the more you do, the better you understand the world we live in and can connect to the people around you. Ah, wonderful. Truly just every day makes more and more sense. It's so true, and I will forever be grateful for that experience of meeting him, um, working side by side with him with my tractor of which he later on signed um, oh and, for, oh, cool. yeah, and for that piece of advice. So, yeah, what a wonderful story. And it, it, it is so true. Uh, the fact that you need to get out and experience things. I know my kids, when they were both in high school, the school they went to did some great overseas uh, trips for them. They had the opportunity to go. My son went to South Africa, did a uh, entrepreneurial, very entrepreneurial and, um, giving thing where he uh, raised money along with other classmates to provide bicycles for youth in uh, uh, rural areas in Africa. These kids couldn't even get to school unless they had a bicycle. They lived in huts with dirt floors. And I mean, he came back from that trip literally changed. And and I asked him, I said, what was the biggest lesson? And he said, you know, you can still be happy without a lot, with a lot less things in your life. And how Andy said, how fortunate I am to live in the country we are and have the things that I have. Um, my daughter ended up going to Europe. She was in several countries. And, you know, they to be able to do that at a young age, like for you to have that experience is so important. And I always say that to people, if you've ever had a chance to go anywhere, take because you'll learn something, you'll meet people, and you'll gain a new appreciation. It's too bad the whole world can't do this. I think we'd all get along a lot better. And we realize we're all kind of the same, right? Yes, yes, very yeah. much so. Different perspectives, experiences, and understandings. Understandings, yes, absolutely, and empathy as well. Well, let's have a, have you tell a story that instigated this passion you have for cars or tractors or both. Uh, <laughs> is there a pivotal moment in your life and you knew that you were going to be a car gal? Yeah, so so it, it really all started on the farm with that antique tractor, but I grew up around old cars all of my life. I just wouldn't say that we were ever really in the car hobby. My grandpa had Model A's. My dad has a couple old Willys pickups that are now project vehicles, but the culture was around me for sure, but we weren't necessarily going to car shows and really active in the, the hobby side of it. So in high school with this National Tractor Restoration through the FFA organization in Chevron Velo, I really learned those skills for restoration and working with my hands has always been something I've done in the garage with my dad and my grandpa and, you know, just working around the farm. But I, I knew that I was really found my passion for cars. That tractor experience led me to McPherson College and never did I even think that there could be a career opportunity and a place that I could earn a bachelor's degree in automotive restoration and be able to look at it from, I knew I didn't want to work in a shop every day as my career, but I wanted to be able to utilize those skills and that passion for something of the greater good. And um, I, I remember at McPherson thinking, seeing a cover of, of a, a magazine, it had a, a Tower logo on the front. No, excuse me. It was a Delahaye. I stand corrected. Ooh, it was a Delahaye. Um, yeah. 
Yes. And just an absolutely beautiful car, you know, French, all of the, the curves. And I just remember thinking to myself, yeah, I'm in the right spot. And then I learned what a Duesenberg was. And, um, you know, I had never, never heard of a Duesenberg before. And, and it just clicked with me that this is so exciting. And there's so much beautiful components of um, the automobile and, and our automotive history from design and the mechanical engineering side and all of those. And it was just like the world lit up for me. Yeah. McPherson College, incredible. I've had several guests here on cars. Yeah. Amanda Gutierrez from McPherson uh, had uh, Francis Abate most recently, a, a gentleman who in his, I believe, late 40s, 50s, decided to change his career path and went back to college to learn his passion, which is fantastic. Uh, Ed Barr, an instructor there, has been on the show and a couple other people. Uh, and it obviously relates, and we're going to talk about this maybe a little bit later, but it relates to what Haggerty does with the youth programs and the HVA and, I mean, all these great programs. I know you're involved with RPM and, of course, Tech Force. I just had uh, well, the time we're recording the show, I just had the new CEO of LeMay America's Car Museum, but Tech Force on the show, uh, Jennifer Mayer, uh, Tina Smith. I mean, all these people that you and I know together yeah. that are working to help these young people find careers, viable careers. And McPherson, one of the very unique schools in the country where you can get a four-year degree in automotive restoration, uh, is a fantastic organization. So shout out to all those folks, any of you listeners that missed my talks with them. Just go to my search uh, window on my website, typing McPherson, and all of those folks will pop up. Tabitha, let's talk about a big challenge that you faced in your life, your career, or maybe even a big failure. More importantly, though, once you've taken us down that road, tell us what it taught you so that you come out in a positive way on the other side. Well, there's certainly been a, a lot of highs and lows and learning opportunities throughout my still fairly new career in, in a way. Yes, I've been with Haggerty for 10 years, but, um, you know, it, it's still a very, fairly young point in my life. But, you know, I, I think I have to rewind again back to this um, experience with the tractor restoration contest. And, and it's, it's such a pivotal moment in my life as a young teenager and figuring out my career and, and figuring out who I was as an individual as well. But quite honestly, I can relate everything in my life back to those old rusty tractors um, because it was a starting point, right? Oh, cool. And um, so my first year of competition, I was fortunate enough to win the national title of, of champion being the first female. The following year, I went back with the 1928 John Deere Model D, became the first consecutive winner of the contest. Whoa. And the third year, yeah, so the third year, um, I went back with a um, home-built tractor that my great-great-uncle had built during the Depression. So it had a Model A engine, had a Model A transmission coupled with a Chevy transmission for higher gear ratios for working in the fields, but also road gears, um, as that was, you know, one of his main sources of transportation during the, the depression. And um, really kind of cool piece of my family's history and nostalgia. And this was my senior year of high school. So, of course, I had many distractions going on during the, the contest. And so the, the restoration is all a learning experience, but you have to keep and maintain a very detailed logbook, which was great when I went to McPherson because documentation is 
is everything. And I'm like, I've got this down. <laughs> sure, yeah. But that, that third year in competition, I, I again made it to the top 10 finalists, the nationals, and I completely fell on my face in oh, front no. of the judges. <laughs> you know, like I couldn't the answer the questions. The wheels came off the tractor, as they say. <laughs> it really did, yeah. I, I couldn't answer the questions um, as well as I should have been able to. And uh, you know, it was, there was just a lot of lessons in there, and there was some pretty high expectations having um, been a two-time consecutive winner and this female and the space and all of those different ideas around it. And I remember doing interview with the New York Times right after I had given the presentation, and I just knew that I completely bombed it. And, you know, so I, I had to really very quickly put on my front. And even though I was disappointed in myself for my lack of performance in the competition, I had to put on that front very quickly and be able to do an interview with a national outlet like that. And um, it was one of the best learning experiences of my life because it really put into perspective where my priorities were, really had to do some self-reflection about why I wasn't able to hold my own in the judging room and admit to myself that that it was no one's fault but my own. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the great uh, race car driver, and we just lost him this year, Nikki Lauda, had a great quote. In fact, I made a meme out of it uh, I love, and he said, I've learned a lot more from the races I've lost than the races I've won. And your story reminds me of that quote and the importance, and while it's so painful at the time, let me ask you this. What was one of the best takeaways from that learning lesson? If you could do it over again, what would you have done differently? Yeah, I think um, just the amount of focus and and having a goal in mind. So um, at that time, the competition wasn't my main priority. I was moving on to other things in my life of figuring out where I wanted to go to school. And, you know, McPherson College wasn't even a part of the equation at this point yet. But so I was doing college research research and holding down a job and trying to hang out with friends and being that senior in high school that one should be. And it it really, I think, if I could have changed it was just to have taken a step back and realized the opportunity or, or what I had committed myself to and really put my all into that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't spread yourself so thin. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Some Sometimes I have to really remind myself of that now and, and relearn how to say no to things still. <laughs> well, when I was reading your intro bio and I'm thinking about all the, I'm like, how on earth do you do this? But, you know, it's, it's like when I had Jennifer Mayer on with, you know, she's CEO of three or four different organizations. And, and I just, I asked her when she was out here, uh, for an RPM event, I go, how are you going to do all this? <laughs> and uh, she goes, I've got to surround myself with really good people and rely on them, um, realize what my role is and focus on that and not take on too many other things. So what you just shared with us, exactly the same thing. So I think you're on a, on a great track here, Tabitha. Well, you may have already answered this next question. I always ask my guests about the first special vehicle in their life. I would assume it's that tractor. Is that right? <laughs> or is there something else? Yeah, well, no, that that is certainly a very special piece to me and one that I will never part with. But I actually just acquired my first collector car this year, a 1973 oh. Mini, Austin Mini. And I have nice. to tell you that it is just 
I've really loved minis for a long while and, and have kind of had a, a passion for having one. And it uh-huh. finally happened this year. I, I bought it from a coworker out in San Diego, flew out there in May, went to Luftekult, by the way, amazing oh, event if you ever have a chance I, to go. I was all signed up to go and had a family issue and I couldn't attend. Oh, and, uh, oh, I, I'm going to get to that event because Porsche's in my yeah. car. But anyway, back to your mini story. Yeah. So, so went to the event quickly and then I went down and, and got my mini and immediately hit the road. And another coworker of mine and, and I, a good friend, drove it to Colorado. So, Whoa, you know, I mean, it was just so awesome. I did then I did 1,200 mile driving tour for the Haggerty Silver Summit in Colorado um, that is put on by uh, Classic Car Adventures. Um, so really awesome road tours and, and great people. Oh, yeah. So in nine days, I had about 3,000 miles on this car. Oh, I had, you know, hadn't spent any time with it beforehand. I had very few spare parts. They were shipped to Colorado. So, you know, and it was just one of the coolest and greatest experiences. Stopped at a lot of the national parks. And that car just is the essence of fun and happiness. And every person you pass in it smiles. And it's in a really unique way that I've never experienced with another uh, collector car. How fun. You know, one of my longtime supporters and uh, good friend, Chris Kimball, uh, shout out to him. Uh, he has a little Mini Cooper. Now, he's a really tall guy, and I always kind of chuckle at him climbing into that car and fitting inside that car. So, hello, Chris. I know you're listening. He listens every morning. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, the Mini Coopers are fantastic. We've had two in our family, but the newer ones uh, my, that we got our daughter, she still drives one today. And it's just got a cult following, whether it's the new Minis or the old Minis. Of course, you got the classic-looking car. So, what a, you know, I tell you, this is a great thing when you buy an old car is to get in and spend some time with it. And you'll learn that you either love it a lot or you don't like it at all <laughs> right. pretty quickly. But uh, I did a similar road trip with my son in a little Beck 550 Spider. Drove uh, 1,400 miles from Long Beach back to Gig Harbor with my son when he was eight. Open top car, no radio, no heat, no top. Uh, yeah, it was great, great, great fun drive. Yeah. So, ah, yeah. bring a smile on my face. Do you have oh, a seller's was- remorse story in your life? I don't, fortunately. Yeah. Good, well, so, good job. You make sure you keep doing someday. that, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no, just don't let anything go. That's the secret yeah. there. So, yeah. yeah. Just keep building not. a bigger garage. Yeah, that's what you need, a bigger garage. Yeah. We all yeah. need a bigger garage. Well, I would love for you to share a lot more with what you're doing there at Haggerty today, the youth program, HVA, RPM Foundation. Share with us what has you excited and fired up about all these wonderful programs you're in charge of. Sure. So if you know anything about Haggerty, we are a company for people who love cars and we like to keep those cars out on the road and people behind the wheel enjoying them because in almost every case, a car was built for one purpose, to be driven. And they should be and and need to be um, shared and enjoyed in that way. So uh, when we look at the car community and the future of it as well, we want to be sure that, that everything is in place for the next generation of car lovers to have access to these cars and know how to drive them and to have the great roads that they're still able to enjoy them on. And so that's what my role really focuses around with the company, both internally and externally. So I also have a, a really wonderful team here at Haggerty that we work together to provide opportunities for our employees to drive fun cars. So this year we had 
a goal to have 75% of our team members at Haggerty to drive a fun car that they normally wouldn't drive otherwise. So we're talking Mm. almost 900 people, Mark. And if you know Traverse City, we have a window of about six months of driving time. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Yeah, uh, winter's coming, as they said in that great TV series. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, And we have surpassed that goal. So very proud of all of that. And that resonates internally and externally of Haggerty. So we're also getting enthusiasts behind the wheel of all ages. We I oversee a program called the Haggerty Driving Experience, which is all about teaching people how to drive a manual transmission. And we use classic cars to do it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's what we call the millennial anti-theft device. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> Not to I pick know. on millennials. I've got a couple in my family here, but... Uh, you know, both my kids, their first car, I insisted, was uh, manual. And they both learned how to drive in uh, an old Porsche that I had, 67911. 60, yeah, uh, 67911S. And uh, they both learned how to drive in that car. Uh, you know, it's just great. And my my thought as a dad was, if they're busy having to drive using a manual, they'll be less likely mm-hmm. to use their phone or drink <laughs> coffee or do whatever you do in a car, right? I think it kind of worked. They both have had exemplary driving records without accidents, knock on wood. But it sounds like a great program. Thank you. Yeah, no, and, and it really brings back the enjoyment of driving. So we also believe that commuting is not driving. When you're in your daily use vehicle and you're just going point A to point B, you don't really think about it. And so many of the modern cars have so much technology and computerization to them that the car itself is doing a lot of the work of driving. And so you kind of start to tune out to some of those things. And when you're in one of these old fun cars or a manual, like you're more connected with the car, you're connected with the road. Um, It's a totally different experience. And I think that there is a huge amount of difference in the enjoyment of driving to the commodity of a car used for commuting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Most definitely. It's Every time I get into my old car, I just kind of get in a different mindset. Um, You slow yourself down a bit realize this is to enjoy that experience. Uh, And you tend to be a safer driver in that respect as well. Of course, driving an old car, you want to be safer. You don't want to damage it. But it's just, I love this. You know, the the different programs that you guys have there at Haggerty are so fantastic. Uh, The youth program and HVA, RPM, as I mentioned, I mean, they're all... I mean, your whole career is about helping people. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so much fun. I mean, I, I truly do have one of the coolest jobs and, and for the coolest company out there. And and even when we look at driving on a day-to-day basis, so we recently partnered with Skip Barber Racing School to, to introduce our newest program, the Haverty Driving Academy. And this takes the fun side of the classic car and learning to drive a manual and also combines it with the traditional Skip Barber one-day driving school that teaches tactical skills like emergency lane change and braking and your skid pad, those things that most drivers don't get to experience and learn how to react to until they're in that situation that they have to, and then it becomes a problem. And so it, it dawned on me um, as I'm working with the Skip Barber team, they they kind of made mention of this too, but Driving is a skill that most people do almost every day of their life for the most, the majority of their life. Yet the amount of required education or continued education around it is so minimal in the States 
that it's no wonder that we have some of the traffic issues that we do because people truly don't know how to drive really well and they don't know how to react to situations that they've never been put in before. So we're super excited about this new program that gives people that opportunity to learn how to correct properly and the usage of a vehicle. Most people use 60% of the capacity of a car. When you know those vehicle dynamics, you can do so much more and it's so much more fun. Oh, absolutely. I got to do racing school when I was vintage racing, three-day open wheel driving school. I did it at West Coast, East Coast racetracks, Road Atlanta and uh, Laguna Seca. And you just learn so many things. You think you're a good driver and then you participate in those things. I had a great guest here on the show, Doug Herbert, who operates Brakes, uh, B-R-A-K-E-S, which is a program that was almost, sad, well, sadly in, uh, started because well, he lost both of his sons, uh, teenagers in a car accident, and decided to get out there and teach young people the safety and what, how to get out of these troubles that you're talking about. So Skip Barber, great name in that. And what you guys are doing is is just brilliant. At the end of the show, I'm going to have Tabitha mention uh, links to where you can uh, access these programs, uh, talk with people at Haggerty, and get involved in some of this to help uh, the young people. And even us old guys could learn a trick or two road as well <laughs> uh, to be safer drivers. Tabitha, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out, enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's that's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Tabitha, we are back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, actually manifested as a car in the garage, 
What would Tabitha be and why? I would have to say a 1932 Packard Twin Six Twin Six Convertible Coupe. I think Ooh. it has the perfect amount of class, <laughs> yeah. uh, sophistication, power under the hood. Uh, it's just a tremendously beautiful car, but great to drive down the road, easy and smooth. There you go. Nice. We are entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of the throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would say that it comes from an automotive person, Beverly Ray Kimes. Determination is everything. Keep going. Even when you can't figure out the diagnosis, keep going. You'll figure it out eventually. I like it. How about a personal habit of yours you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Hmm. I think the ability to take a break and honestly go out for that drive and have a, a bit of self-awareness. Uh, reflection, awareness, reflection, enjoyment. Yes, exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah. But no better place to do it than from behind the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's another thing. I know I rode motorcycles for a while, and it's kind of like with racing. When you're on a bike, you have to focus so much on what you're doing that you turn everything off. Now, all of us have experienced driving to work and not even remembering to drive. Mm -hmm. Because in a car, again, you talk about being insulated and protected, and cars have just kind of dumbed us down, I think, to a sense. Uh, So, yeah, when you're driving, focus on the drive. I always play the Apex game. Yeah. Uh, did I did I go through that? Even slow, did I go through that corner right? And did I pull out nice? And did I cut down every inch of that road to get a little bit better gas mileage, a little bit better traction? It's kind of a fun game I play. How about a resource? I kind of think there's going to be a few resources that you'd like to share with our <laughs> listeners out there. Yeah, well, the, the best one truly is Haggerty.com. You can find information about everything we've talked about today, all of our great initiatives from Drive Share by Haggerty, which is basically Airbnb for classic cars where you can rent your car or, or another car, our driving initiative for manual transmission and Skip Barber, all of those great things. We, of course, also have links on there for rpmfoundation.org, as well as the Historic Vehicle Association, which, again, are all important to the work that we do here at Haggerty in keeping driving alive and keeping car culture alive for those future generations and, and celebrating our national automotive heritage. Absolutely. If I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Yeah, well, I think this goes back to my my quick quote earlier, um, Beverly Ray Kimes. What an incredible wealth of knowledge who I would have just loved to have known and been able to mentor under. How about a book? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would enjoy? I have recently finished The Bugatti Queen. I've not read that book. Um, So really fun, especially for a female in the automotive industry, um, but focuses on the early years of automotive racing. And the, the author is Miranda Seymour, but particular story about Helen Delage, or excuse me, Delangle, and her racing story. And it, it really spans the, the life story of her as a performer and model and her successes with racing. And then, unfortunately, the instance, and I won't give away the whole story because you just have to read the book, but the one moment in her life that it all changed and she essentially became a forgotten 
person and wasn't until just recently kind of rediscovered through the efforts of, of writing this book. And what an incredible racing history and successes that she had that one person changed that all in her life. And what, what, a, what a ride, though. Yeah. Uh, Bugatti Queen in Search of a French Racing Legend, a great book by Miranda Seymour. Fantastic. I'll put a link to that book on tab of the show notes page so you can get to it very quickly. There's another place on the Carshow website called Guest Recommended Books where there's over 1,500 books listed there by my inspiring automotive enthusiast guest here. Quick, easy clicks to buy, jumps right over to, to uh, Amazon, and you can pick any of these books up. You could fill an entire library with all the wonderful books my guests have, have uh, suggested that we read here, and they've all been fantastic suggestions. If I could speak clearly today, I'd be doing a lot better. <laughs> Tabitha, we are up to the last question here, the checkered flag, and it can be a bit of a doozy. You mentioned Duesenbergs earlier. I'm going to buy you a Duesenberg or any collector car you'd like today, but there are some rules to my game that you have to abide by. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. Uh, you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here, but that's what Haggerty's all about. And finally, it's the only one collector vehicle you can have which is going to make it a bit of a challenge because I think of that tractor you have in your garage. So <laughs> are you going to stick with the tractor so I don't have to buy you anything? Or is there a car, since we're playing the fantasy game, let's put the tractor in the back of the garage and hide it, okay? Yep, I, I think it's only fair to focus on a car. Um, okay. the, the tractor we'll put in a separate, separate category. I get that okay. one too. <laughs> that'll, there, I'll, 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 that'll be a give you. I'll give you that one, okay? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that car is, is the one that I kind of referenced about my personality or, or whatnot is that 1932 Packard Twin Six convertible coupe. And in particular, the X Clark Gable example of that. And <laughs> the reason why, before I joined Haggerty, I worked for a Concours event in Canton, Ohio, the Glenmore Gathering. And it was my first real introduction to this whole world. And the owner curator of that car at the time, Tom Moretti from Illinois was one of the first guys in the industry to really just take me under his wing, welcome me, talk with me, share his beautiful car. And it was just an open door. Um, and unfortunately, we no longer have Tom with us in the car community. But what an amazing experience as a young person in this hobby and community to be welcomed and what an incredible car to be in and around and learn about. And so, yeah, I, I think absolutely hands down, that is the car I will chase until the day I'm dead. Or if I get it in my garage, it's not leaving. <laughs> well, no kidding. You know, RM Sotheby sold that car, I believe back in 2016 for like 1.2 million, something like that. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're an expensive date today here, Tabitha. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. You got exquisite taste. Uh, and that is such a sporting car, beautiful car. Uh, you can Google that, listeners, and check it out. Uh, yeah, 32 Packer Twin Six Coupe Roadster. It's just absolutely stunning. Nicely done. I would be happy to park that car in your garage. Tabitha, you've taken me on a great ride today. Oh, we've enjoyed that drive in that old, uh, that old Clark Gable car. That would be pretty fun. I've enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off in the sunset in your very own 32 Packard? Absolutely. I, uh, when the engine stops running, pick up the, the next tool to um, get it back together or figure out what it needs and uh, just keep working at it. Never, never quit. It only takes figuring out the how it works 
why it works and what's not working, and then the right tool to use to fix it. There you go. It's that simple. Where were you when I was working on a lot of my old cars? (laughs) I could have used your help or wisdom or guidance or uh, positiveness, I guess I should say. And again, what's the best way for listeners to learn more about you and Haggerty? Sure. It's www.haggerty.com. There you go. They've got a great website. Check it out. They've got a great valuation tool if you're looking at car values. I think it's one of the best ones out there. I go to it quite often. Haggerty, fantastic company. Tabitha, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I most definitely will see you down the road. Sounds great. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!